You're listening to Social Media Unlocked, episode number 10. As long as I can personally know that what I'm doing is reaching people, and I think that the people who would reach out to me, like Travis Matthew or New Air or Stone or anybody like that, they're going to be like, well, we can tell already that this is content that we like. It's time we had an honest conversation about social media. This is Heather Pink, your host of Social Media Unlocked. After spending years producing TV and running social media for the NFL, I started my own social media consulting agency. And well, I want to talk and teach more about social media. Through each podcast, I hope to bring you a new perspective on social media through influencers, brands, content creators, and more. So that way it can help you with your personal brand, your brand's content, collaborations, and well, just being more knowledgeable about social media. Social media, like marketing, is sometimes about taking chances. That's what my next guest did with me when I first started working in social media. I mean, I think it was about time for me to bring on someone from the NFL, right? Well, you can find Adam Rank by simply turning on NFL Network almost every single day during the season, giving his fantasy football advice and sometimes in the form of a pop culture reference. But you can find him on his social media platforms daily, interacting with his fans, providing more one-to-one fantasy advice, or maybe just spewing his opinion about his favorite things. Rank, which you'll hear me refer to him in this podcast, because commonly we called each other by our last names at the NFL, and I spent many years, months, and weeks refining his social media strategy to becoming one of the most powerful fantasy football influencers that there is, especially on Instagram. His journey is a valuable lesson to anyone looking to build a brand and see what it takes. Spoiler alert, it's a lot of hard work and, well, requires an open attitude. This will be probably one of the most honest conversations with an influencer you'll hear. He goes all in on how he's building his brand, how he gets help with his content, and how he receives value from his social media platforms. That and so much more. Before the interview gets underway, I will warn you that this podcast was taped in true rank fashion, live at Rip Beer Company. Thank you again for having us. And also this interview was taped right after the launch of Disney+. And if you know me, and if you know Rank, who loves Star Wars, a tangent conversation was bound to happen. Enjoy. All right, you ready to start? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? How many years have we known each other? What has it been? I think it's got to go back to, when did you start at the NFL? 2007? Eight? I wish. 2012? 2012? <laughs> it still seems longer. I guess so. We were born in the same hospital, so I feel like there's got to be something there. So Rank and I have always had this connection because we realized that we were born in the same hospital from the same city, but a few years apart. Schomburg people from the <laughs> same, yeah, same hospital. Is it Lutheran, I think it is? Lutheran General. We would always fill out our Super Bowl credential forms, and they always ask, like, what city were you born in? Is it Park Ridge? Is it Schomburg? So just so we were consistent, I think we always yeah. had to... Of course, Rank has, has had a different career. He's gone on and um, been one of the best fantasy analysts in the game. When I was working there, I would tell people, listen to Rank, because he's the one that actually has the good advice. Oh, my gosh. That's nice. <laughs> and now you've... I mean, when I was working with you, you were becoming an influencer, and now you're kind of already there. Sort of, yes. Why do you say sort of? I'm not... I mean, I think a lot of people would still look and say, well, you have, and maybe, hopefully by the time you hear this, I have 50,000 Instagram followers. We're getting, I always, it's funny too, because you obviously helped kickstart me. And last year, I think at this time I had 5,000. And so then you kickstarted Yes, me. but most people don't know this story. Do I not need it? Should I not tell it? You might need to just explain a little bit. Okay. 
I had an Instagram because, hey, we need to have social media. But I think a lot of people, especially in the fantasy football space, concentrate way more on Twitter. That's like where the old men are trying to make funny jokes and doing whatever. And then there's Mina Kimes, who's hilarious, who shames us all. So I'm like, I need another out. No, Uh, but you actually approached me and you said, Instagram is ripe for the taking for fantasy football outside of the fantasy football counselor. And you were like, I don't get it. What do like, like, I didn't understand it. Yeah. It was one of those things. And outside of Matthew Berry and the fantasy football counselor, there's really, there's really nobody doing it. I know that the NFL fantasy one is now up to 300,000. They might've taken over another account handle. I mean, I begged them for years and I was like, please, please start an Instagram. And they were like, eh, we don't want too many handles. And I mean, I, yeah, we don't want to reach too many people. We want to keep it very focused on white dudes from the suburbs. And that's it. We don't I mean, want kids watching football. Like fantasy is such an like it's a different universe because people live in it and they breathe in it every day for like five months. So. No, it, it really is a blitzkrieg of information starting. And you see it, you know, when your mentions in any sort of social media platform, People will start hitting you up around June. They're starting to get into it. Oh, obviously, free agency in the draft. People yeah. are, like, hyper aware. And it, it's funny because you tweet out anything during the free agency era or post anything. Like, those things blow up. And then they go away. And then in June and July, they start getting more acclimated. But we really did try to make a concerted effort. And I still do the nerdy thing. Like, every time I hit a milestone, I always text you. Like 30K. I love it though. 35K. It I'm makes waiting. me feel like I'm still a part of the process. Oh, so basically, 100%. what happened was I told Rank, Rank, you got to get on Instagram. He's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then we basically just took what you wanted to do and took it piece by piece. When one thing didn't work, we figured out how to do it in a different form. And I think within a year, you had almost 30,000. Right? Yeah, we did. We did a. The homework nice that job. I gave you, I remember. I mean, I'm not going to say what it was, but I would give Rank homework. And I would do it. And he would do it. And there was one time where he was like, I really hate this. Like, he did. And Rank, Rank doesn't hate things. Like, no, you say, I, I didn't hate, hate it. it. You were like, this is really time it's consuming. A, but it's a job. And it's you've <laughs> got to focus on it. And I deal with it. Aren't other. you happy that I made you? Oh, no, 100%. Now? And I, and how much time I spend on crafting social media posts, especially Instagram specific. Like, Twitter, you just go on, make a couple of quips, and then I'm out. Because I'm like a weirdo when it comes to Twitter. Like, people like... They don't like my face, which that's obvious. They don't really want to see it. They just want like little jokes and like little inroads and everything. And I can get away more with like enjoying wrestling and baseball there. And you would always point out like, you know, these angel posts don't really always work on Twitter because it's so late at night. It's 1 a.m. on the East Coast. And I go, some of these are just going to be for me. Yeah. And there's a small, hardcore group of people. Who really appreciate But that. also, that is part of you. You don't right. want that to go away. Just because yeah. you know what works and what doesn't, doesn't mean it should go away. And not everything has to have a thousand likes or retweets or whatever. So you get that going. But Instagram's the one I've taken the most pride in. And it had a really, like, it's a lot of fun. And it really is, you know, even when I'm not in the office of being, waking up and I'm like, okay, I can't talk to the kids yet because i got to figure out what, po- no, I usually do that the night before. When they go to bed, I'm like, okay. And then I got to, Make sure I post it at a certain time. I've already mapped out the best time to post things. And I'm always constantly asking and trying to figure out, oh, well, maybe if I had done this at 3 o'clock as opposed to 8 o'clock. Would I have gotten more? Yeah. yeah. you got to figure out if this is a Chicago Bears-centric post, those typically do better in the morning. If it's an L.A.-centric, obviously that's going to be more mid-afternoon. So just kind of 
You know, it is a require. It's not yeah. a requirement, but it's like if you want to be successful doing it and get out what you're putting into it. Because I look at other people. Because now I study other people's, and I make fun that's of. That's what. Other, that's what you should do as yeah. an influencer. You should know what your competition. You should know what other people are doing, and you should be inspired by. I mean, that's partly what I have to do. Is people, I have to introduce people's pages to other people. Right. Because like I don't know what to do, and people can get overwhelmed. They're like, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go first. Like Disney Plus just came out, and I literally stared at it, and I said, I don't know what to start with. Right. Well, it you did a good so one, but you did a great one of you going through the process of watching everything on Disney Plus. What was the first thing that you watched? The first thing? Okay. Only because it came out at night. Right. I actually watched the Imagineering story because I was driving and it was the easiest to listen to. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then I went back and rewatched the beginning part just to make sure I could actually watch it. And it was incredible. Like the from a documentary standpoint, like I love Disney anything with it, but from a documentary standpoint, I was like, this was amazing. And then I watched because um, it was early in the morning. I wanted some like good vibes. I watched Noel, and then then I went to Mandalorian, and then it wouldn't. Um, I got an error code. Yeah, that crashed the system. And then yeah, so I had this random. I felt like a fishy email came up. Uh, it was like, your account has been changed. So I went to try to contact customer service, and I was basically sitting in the live chat room right for nine hours of course <laughs> anything that's new like that is gonna and especially when they're handing it out for free to verizon users that's gonna take some time because yeah. everybody's checking it out my wife woke me up in the middle of the night she's like oh my god disney plus is open like do you want to watch the mandalorian i'm like get out of here like go to get out i know i'll watch it and it, they've only released one episode it was really good though so i watched part of it and then i was like falling asleep and I'm like I really want to focus in and I want to be able to binge it so yeah that because that's the way that we watch television now also the first thing I, I, I watched though what the Simpsons monorail episode I don't think I watched that one you yeah. have to tell me which one it's season did. four it. episode season four episode I think nine or twelve and then season four episode 18 is the clip show yeah so those were the two I was watching. That was the first thing. You have all this information, and obviously you're not gonna sit down there and watch New Hope. Like, I don't have that much time. Yeah. But I had a little bit, you know, the kids were out getting showered or whatever, and I'm like, all right, so you got 22 minutes, maybe a little bit more, because I was watching the monorail episode, got through that, went to the clip show, and then the first thing, you know, Homer says, damn it, and my wife's like, turn it off, the kids are here now. You're like, dang it, but I went back and watched it. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so I went Simpsons. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I yeah. literally did not know I could have been Star Wars Rebels. Do I want to start Clone Wars again? I knew we were going to have that Disney Plus tangent. Of course. It Sorry was, was going to happen at, at any point in time. I'm trying to be focused. All right. Let's go back to social. You're an influencer in the fantasy football space, but what makes you different than other influencers and other fantasy football influencers? Well, like you said, you know, it is important to go out and see what everybody else is doing. And there are some people who I keep an eye on because they were, you know, they're, you know who the players are in the industry and you're trying to catch. There's two guys I'm trying to catch, hopefully. And you, you want to see the people who aren't doing well. I kind of want to see what they're doing and what they're not doing. And if you're just posting clips from your TV show with no sort of interaction, I don't think that that's really the right way to go because fantasy football is such an interactive media. So whatever platform you're using, be it Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you want to be interacting with people. And I think that one of the things that always helped me 
get to where I am is that I'm available and I will answer questions and I will own up to stuff when things don't go well. I mean, you can't go through my social media pages without 49er fans pointing out like, hey, you thought we were going to be 3-13. and You're like, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> and I didn't do that on purpose, but you have to understand a piece of content that I created in June still has a huge impact on you in, in November. You can't watch a 49ers game without thinking of me. And I, I again, like I didn't do it on purpose. I went out there and tried to have, because I predicted that the Packers would go to the playoffs. So if I really wanted to be a jerk and be, Listen, you Shocking. you give out so much fantasy advice. You can't you can't bat a hundred every time right. you, you step up to the plate. Like there's some like the the Bengal fans were like, there's no way we're losing our first eleven games. We're like, well, we're getting close to that. <laughs> when are we going to celebrate? I'm doing a Redskins podcast on Thursday, November fourteenth, where the guy's like, okay, you were right. We're not a good team, and you know, and that's fine. Like you you celebrate the victories but you yeah. also admit like yeah i was i i had a lot of questions about the 49ers but the thing is and the, and the question you were asking is being interactive and going out there and like here's if you want to just post two minute clips of you on a television show i don't think that's going to be very effective and if you want to get that information out you should be doing it from a handheld device like i don't put a lot of clips from tv shows on there sometimes the psa's and sometimes something else. But some really people cool. would think that that is your content, because right? because it is. It has your face on it, and why not, right? It's like right. A, you have, a, and I know because some shows are the inverse, right? They that is their sole content, but it's not yours. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, we do have the advantage of working with the NFL of like using highlights and using everything like that, which is great. But I think at the same time, people want to make a human connection. So I think it's much more valuable for me to go out there. And if I wanted to make a two-minute video, I would, should just shoot it myself and post it out there and be like, hey, here's the top waiver wire connections or anything like that. And then also, too, is, is using the, your content and your posts to spur interaction. Like, it's one thing if you're like, here's a photo of, you know, something that's not related to fantasy or here's a video from a television show. Whereas over the last couple of days, two photos that I use. I use a photo of Cooper Cup. I use a photo of Russell Wilson. And in the Cooper Cup one, I said, who screwed you in fantasy? Like I started Cooper Cup. He scored zero points. And everybody has a story like, oh, I can't believe I started this person or that guy. And this guy did nothing for me. And then still going in and be like, oh, I had him too. Like that was, I had Latavius Murray. I had this. Interacting with people. So you're like, oh, I'm a human being. And then similarly, I had a post and I go out and I now make my own graphics sometimes. You make your, oh, I know, oh, I know you do. I know you make your own graphics, but you also have help. Oh, I have help. Like, people do help me. Well, that's another thing, too, is that, and this is another conversation. I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment. But <laughs> also putting up a photo of, I had made a post, and it was a, a, a post that I had created about Lamar Jackson. And they said, if you were voting today, Lamar Jackson would be my MVP. It's pretty cool. I'll show it to you. I didn't post it. They said, Russell Wilson's playing on Monday night. Let's give him the opportunity. And if Russell Wilson doesn't play well or something, then this post is perfect. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson plays well. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not quite sure where I'm going. So I posted a photo of Wilson. I'm like, listen, to me, the the MVP race comes down to Wilson and Lamar Lamar Jackson. Who are you you men and women voting for? And then people are like, what about CMC? What about this guy? What about Aaron Jones? You're like, okay, fine. Let's have that conversation. But then people are interacting with the post. So I always want to make something and in, in really trying now, I, I, I see this a lot more with Instagram, is like having a, a pretty decent little conversation 
instead of being like, hey, here's Russell Wilson, MVP, right? But having a little bit is it, of it. Is, is it always a two-way street for you? Like, are you going out there and like, let's say, like, hey, Rank, I posted you know, Greg Kittle because someone forgot that he was inactive or I know he was doubtful going into the game, you know, and I commented, do your followers always, should they expect a comment back? Like, I mean, at some point you have to kind of. Don't expect it because I can't always be available 24-7. <laughs> this isn't my sole job, but I try to do the best that I can with yeah. going back and. You know, and if I can recognize that something is happening, I didn't. I did it on Twitter, where I'm like, George Kittle is is going to be out. Go shopping for Jacob Hollister, and Hollister scored a touchdown. I know, so like that, that lost me my game. So, but like that kind of stuff, and understanding which is probably more immediate or anything like that. But always trying to have the presence of mind to yeah. interact as much as possible. Like if I'm free, I would love to do. So I had a conversation with. I, it was more with a potential client a couple weeks ago, and I was kind of giving her my background. And I said, I worked with a lot of influencers. I you know, helped with their following and helped building their, you know, all this kind of stuff. And she was like, well, how did, you know, how did you work with the influencers? They don't have money. But on the inverse, I have to say that I think all influencers need help to yeah. some extent. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't do everything yourself. Even, uh, like, you... You are a super talented guy and super knowledgeable, but you aren't the best with graphics. You aren't the best oh, with no, this. Yeah. You know, how important is that to, to other influencers in your mind? Absolutely. And it's one of the things I think that I was going to touch on is that you don't want everything. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I meant to go back to this is you don't want everything to look the exact same. So if you looked over my Instagram, my Instagram feed right now. You would see, like, there's some personal photos of me. But you have to. Typically, like, you know, at KLOS or anything. Anytime I do it, I want to make sure it's for a reason. Not yeah. like, hey, here's a photo of my dog. Like, with no context. I don't like to use my kids a lot in stuff. But if if they're on there, it's for a reason. I was just going to bring that up. I'm, I'm happy that you do. In a, in a, like, you're not like a celebrity where they're chasing down you with like right. paparazzi, but I feel like a lot of people are very shy. You know, they're not in this A or B, maybe C level celebrity. Like, they're, they're not there, but right. they're just afraid to show their kids. But it's like, that's a part of your life. It's part of your everyday life. Right. And you it's, know? you know, we took a photo outside of Rip Beer Company after the Bears where we beat, currently are right we now currently are. <laughs> after the Bears win over the Broncos because I was making a YouTube video and they both wanted to be in it so there's a photo of us <laughs> filming it that somebody else had taken and those kind of photos make sense or you know when we're all wearing Jay Cutler jerseys or whatever so there's a reason for it and I also like to hide them in the stories I feel like those people who are looking through the stories are probably closer to you anyways. So my daughter was sitting there on a Kindle the other day messing around. And I made the joke of like, hey, make sure that, you know, she went in and made sure that Stafford was not in her starting lineup or a joke like that. So I always have a purpose of like of that. But I always want everything. You don't want to make everything look the same. Like there was somebody there was some fantasy football person who during the offseason just kept posting the same infographic or the same template like of a quote yeah. of like I like this player this week or, or this if season. some people don't know like we use templates as our way in sports to get around things quickly like yes. like when we were making your sort of social strategy and I said like 
you know, rank. Like, your rankings do really well. First of all, in fantasy, it changes every week. It's a no-brainer to do every week. Like, right. you should be doing this every single week. It's, well, it's like, it's stupid to make a, a graphic from scratch every single week when right. all you're doing is changing out the names, but you don't have the same one every week. It's different, but yet, just to have a little bit of continuity even makes it look good. Right. But it's not the same thing. And there is, uh, his name is Seth, who puts that together for me. That's the only thing he does for me, is the rankings that come out on Friday. So that looks different. It's consistent, mm-hmm. and it's reliable, but it doesn't look like everything else in my feed, so it always stands yeah. out. I have, I have somebody who does cartoons for me. That's the only thing he does for me. Thomas. Thomas. He's Tommy fantastic. G. He's the best. Tommy G. And, you know, and then the NFL fantasy social handle gives me stuff. That looks different. So if you look through my feed, like, it's always different. And it's not a uniform of, like, portrait, action shot, NFL fantasy thing, cartoon, and then rankings. But there are tent poles of, like, yeah. hey, it's Friday. People, one morning I, I was two hours late posting my rankings for whatever reason. People are like, what happened? You're like, oh, here it is. I just posted it. They're like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's amazing. And the, and the rankings aren't even that in-depth. Like, I don't know how helpful it is, but people really like it. And again, it it draws in a conversation and people just like to see where your head's at. And they like coming back and be like, this is a bad look. This aged poorly. Like, shut up. Yeah. If your sole, but if your sole contribution to social media, if it's only this aged poorly, like you're not, I don't know that we need, I don't know that we need you. There's a lot of things. So if you could have anything in your social, like, like if you could, like sky is the limit right now, rank, right? Right. If you could do anything on like either weekly, one time, whatever, you know, let's say the budget is endless. What would you want to do in your social strategy? Yeah, I wish there was more time to devote, but I, I really do believe in having the tent poles of the, I usually have it scribbled down. Like Monday is going to be a reaction. I didn't put a lot of, the bears won and I, I don't have enough bears content this week. But I wish I had a little bit more, and we try to do this consistently, but we did this a couple of years ago. It was like Hot Take Tuesday, yeah, like did. having things like that, like having a little bit more opportunities like that of like consistent things that people know, like, hey, it's Tuesday, this is what we're going to be talking about, and then going out and doing that kind of thing. Do you think that that would probably be like accomplished better if you had someone around with you? Yeah. I don't need somebody to do everything for me every day, but I think the whole notion of somebody helping you out to spur you along, like with our NFL fantasy handle, we only have one lady who does it. And she's great. And she's amazing. But she's also now in charge of one fantasy handle, as opposed to like, we didn't have the NFL. The NFL didn't have a fantasy handle for so long. And now, listen, this is, this is live. This is what happens. And I I'm love not going to edit this out because I want to make sure this is, everyone, but this is also everyone. part of my brand, like of being. I know you said rank. Where do you want to do the podcast? So I usually come to the people's houses because I want to make it easier on them. Um, also, they feel more comfortable. Because right. I like it. I like the noise. I like to be. Well, that's one of the things is I like to be real, and people notice that some of my portraits come from Rip Beer Company, so they'll be like, "Oh, so this is an authentic thing." By the way, I will. I will point this out. Some dude from overseas showed up at the bar and they're like, Rip beer, yeah. And the guy, he's like, yeah, yeah. And the bartender's like, Do you know Adam Rank? And the bartender knows me. 
And I don't know if that's good or bad, but his name is Skip. And he goes, oh yeah, Rank comes in here all the time. And he goes, oh yeah, he's like, I just wanted a drink where Rank hangs out. And then give me what, give me one of his favorite beers. And you're like, that's really cool. But at the same time, it's like, why didn't you call me? I would have come down and yeah. had a drink with him. Some people like, they don't know. They don't want to be intrusive. They don't want to be like, hey, I'm kind of a stalker. I'm not like a full yeah, but stalker. The bartender could have called. Skip could have called me. I know. Like, hey, one of your fans is here. I would have dri- I would have ran down here. Yeah. I want to ask something because I think that it's super important for other people to hear this. I know because we've worked together for so long. I know how much time you put into your social strategy into making sure things go out in certain times and you're very thoughtful. Do you think other people, especially upper management or maybe your managers and whatnot, understand how much time you take to make sure that you have an engaging following? I do. Well, yeah, we have a new boss. Like I have a new direct report, which seems to happen every eight months or so. But Rick Savage, who's currently in charge right now, that is one of the things that he notices. Like he, I'm privy to... He'll talk to somebody. He won't talk to me about it directly, but I, I ended up hearing about it where they're like, hey, why does, why does Rank have more Instagram followers than this person or this person? Like, what are they doing? And he's trying to legitimately find out. And then our social media manager, she's like, well, Rank does this and he puts time into it. And he, when he comes in early in the morning, like this is yeah. what he's doing. And I know it, it seems like I'm goofing around on my phone or sometimes I use my desktop, but I'm like, that. I feel like it's part of my job. Like you can't- It is now. You Yeah, you can't. I mean, years ago, you would have been like, you're coming in early to post on Instagram. Like that's garbage, do that on your own time. Now it feels like it should be part of your job. And if you're not taking it seriously enough, then you're falling behind. Yeah, do you feel that in just sports or? I, w- I would imagine that's everybody, but I think that certain people in certain industries understand it better like if you're a musician if you're an actor comic anything like that you know like i got to be social media savvy but i think a lot of sports writers are really focused in on my twitter handle's good or i don't like i don't understand instagram i don't get it because a lot you know like most sports writers or a lot of them i should say not most but there are a lot of people who are older who don't want to learn new things i know I might not ever learn TikTok, but if TikTok takes off, like I'm in, like whatever, teach it to me. You want to be out there. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not. I can give you a full lesson on TikTok. It's a very different platform. Yeah. And if I needed to learn that. But here's the thing is not everybody needs to be on every platform and to understand it. Like, listen, you have Twitter and Instagram and you're killing it. Like, why change a good thing? That's how I feel is. And that was one of the mistakes I made was just knowing too much about Instagram or excuse me for Twitter right off the top and then not worrying like well I'm cool on Twitter I don't need Instagram but then you if you want to reach the the younger audience and you know what's funny is Twitter gets such a rap for like everybody being mean the people on Instagram are way oh yeah you know what because I think that they're younger and they're all high school students with protected accounts and they're talking s and I'm like obviously I'm an I'm their teacher's age yeah, but, so it's, but it's funny because they think, so like on Twitter, it's like you can clearly see like who's responding. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's almost harder to see the Instagram comments. Like you have to like make an effort to look and scrub through and like read the fine comments of everyone on, on Instagram. Oh, I do a nice job of that and I find them and I, I, I get Tell them to stop bullying you. Well, it's like, funny because in they're trying to insult me 
and they're trying to make it, you know, like when you're insulting somebody and you see a dude who's in his forties or he's 40 or whatever. And you want to get to him like, Oh, like you and the other 60 year olds who dodged the Vietnam draft. Like you'll make that joke. You'll extend it. So when people come out and they'll be like, you're a 40 year old loser, whatever. I'm like, you know, what's funny is that when you're trying to like, I must come off younger. Cause like you're, the age that you're trying to age is actually my age. Like, it's yeah. not like, I know you're trying to exaggerate, but like, actually you nailed it. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm the 40 year old guy that doesn't like, I, yeah, I have, I could have a child your age probably yeah. if I, I, I want to sort of reiterate how much, um, like you were saying how you should be putting social in your everyday. How much do you time, like how much do you spend a day working with social, maybe on your phone? Maybe this is a little bit more than what you want to admit, but in reality, it is. I'm trying to make it look effortless. Like comedy, you won't. When you're doing comedy, you always want to go up on stage and make it seem like you're making it up on the spot. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make it my Instagram look like this is spontaneous. I listen. I'm very regimented. I get up at the same time every day, go to the gym, get to work, and the first thing I do is. Now, depending on the day, I have a good idea of what I want to put on Instagram, but I work on my Instagram post. Either I'm clipping something from one of our social handles. Like on a Wednesday, there's really, I'm like, I'm always like trying to figure out like what I'm trying to say on Wednesday. So I'll go, I'm like, I'll just retweet, or not retweet, but repost the perfect lineup from NFL Mm -hmm. Fantasy and be like, hey, who'd you have on your team? It's not the best, but it gets a certain amount of engagement. So you're like, okay. And it does bring in a conversation and it's fun to see like people. I know today when we recorded this, we're just coming off the Steelers doing really well defensively. So a lot of people are like, Oh my God, Steelers D. I'm like, yeah, I go, that was one of my themes. I know, but they're going up against the Cleveland. Well, no, like last week against the Rams. Like that was our, like our perfect lineup last week included the Steelers. And I'm like, Oh, I was advocating the Steelers. Like, this is cool. This is a lot of fun. So it's things like that. But for a good chunk of my morning, Let's say I get to the office. It's 6.30. Now, I know this will also include, like, YouTube and stuff. But, like, those, like that's 6.30 till around 9. That's social media time of either putting out posts, responding, responding to posts. Yep. Like, responding is almost just as important. Or going to other things and, and doing other things to kind of get out there and be like, hey, what's up, everybody? YouTube responding to things and being out there it's, it's funny that so much of the job is interaction so that's what we try to do and i know that youtube is another one i think of like the the, the solid three is you want it to be twitter for us it's twitter youtube and instagram all three and of course as the nfl is trying to skew younger instagram is going to be super Wait, you'd important. put youtube above instagram maybe no no Actually, I think Twitter would probably be. It's so hard because they all they all have their strengths. I know, and they all have they their all different speak. demographics. And it's so funny too, learning about YouTube. Like when you post stuff on Twitter, you know, you want a thirty-second video. Like, here's my thing, but YouTube people want to lean back. Yeah. Watch, like entertain me. Like dive into the NFL research packet. Like we're gonna go do a thing, and Kimmy checks, and I hopefully it's Kimmy checks. We're gonna go do a thing. And we're going to go dive through the NFL research packet because that's what YouTube's audience wants. Where TV is like, hey. And it's a gold mine. Yeah. It's such a gold mine. Oh, my God. And really, again, there's 
Actually, there's a lot of people who are doing really well with YouTube, yeah. but the NFL side, like the NFL team, not doing that great. So one of the biggest things I think influencers, it's, it's, it's already there, if not, we're being educated more about it as a society is that the way that influencers make their money is with brand collaborations. Like Rank right now, you're wearing your own brand that you've collaborated with. What? Right? Yeah, <laughs> Travis Matthew. So for people that don't know, how is, it that, how is it that you've created a brand collaboration? And maybe you could elaborate more on that because that's, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, we've, you know, it, it's been pretty interesting because obviously being here at Rip Beer Company, we collaborated on a beer, which is sold out. It would have been it would have been cool to be here to be like, hey, have the it's fantastical right have yeah. the fantastical commission, but it was so good that it sold out. Travis Matthew, I mean obviously you see Travis Matthew everywhere. Yeah. Andy Dalton wears their stuff. The uh, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Jeez Louise. Marky Mark. I could just picture them in like boogie nights, and I'm like, well, that's not. But the yeah, but how, how is it that like you get? You know, how does that like connection start? Like, do you know somebody? No, I think uh, one of the things that's cool, is what we do, people love fantasy football, and so my sister actually, when she worked for Nordstrom, struck up a conversation with the rep for Travis Matthew, and she's like, oh, what? And the guy made some mention about football. She's like, hey, do you know who my brother is? He's like, oh my God, love that guy. And so then we were introduced and I was like, hey, I go, if you wanna, and I, so we got connected. I'm like, hey, if you ever wanna come to the studio, let me know. And it was one of those things, like they're a Huntington Beach brand. Yeah. They're here, I already wore their stuff. Yeah, so it kind of started outside in the real world yeah. and you were able to bring it in. Have you ever had to, have you ever tried to reach out to a brand to try to establish something via social? I've reached out to some, Stone Brewery, I know mm -hmm. it feels weird, but they're independent. Ian McCall, who's the head brewer here at Rip Beer Company, has given me permission to talk to Stone Brewery, because they're an independent as well. Yeah. They haven't sold out like some of the others. And you and the 312, you know who you are. So I can still do it, but they, they're really cool. And they're like, hey, we didn't realize you were a Stone fan. Like here, let, let us send you some stuff. And then you don't. I never feel obligated, but it's always part of my yeah. life. Like, I'll just be sitting here. Like, when I took a photo of me at KLOS 95.5, Southern California's home to original classic rock, take a photo, and you've got a Travis Matthew hat on and a Travis Matthew sweatshirt. Like, this is just what I wear. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but, like, this is just But also, that's the point, is yeah. they want you to, I mean, also, if it's a good enough product, You'll be wearing it all New the time. New Era is another one, too. Like, I do a lot of, like, we have a great relationship. With I'm so jealous of your hat collection. Yes. I cannot get over how jealous I am of it. When you, when you send it, or you put a photo on your Instagram, what was it, this week? I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Which one do I choose? Which one do I choose? I hate you. I was like, God damn it. But then, you know, I do a lot of live streams for other things for fantasy advice, and I will be wearing a New Era. I'll be wearing a Bears cap most of the time. Yeah. So... It's just one of those things that just. But I those, but those aren't like written agreements. They're they're just more like handshakes or like, hey, I'm gonna send you stuff, and and you don't have anything in paper, right? Yeah. Not at all. It's good faith. And yeah. it, I mean, I hope I hope I'm living up to. I hope they're getting out of it what I I enjoy it and I wear it, but it's a part of my life. So. Do you think someone's actually like watching? Like, hey, I sent Rank those photos. I'm going to go through all of his socials. Like, do you think actually someone's actually doing that on the brand side? You know what's funny is New Era won't let you tag them in stuff on Twitter. So you always have to at them.
but I always try to make it sure. And their former, like one of their former PR people kind of knew. I'm like, you guys understand like how much I wear new era stuff. Like look at my, just before everything started, like look how much new era I'm always wearing. Like I always have a, I'm a bald guy. And I think a lot of the times the lighting could be distracting. Shine right off your head. Yeah, so I wear a hat when I'm doing live streams. So I'm always wearing their stuff. And I always throw them a little bit of a shout out. I mean, it's a product that I love. So Yeah. Um, it's funny because when we first sat down, move this mic closer. When we first sat down, I said, I'm going to start with this. And I did not start with that at all. We didn't start with the thing that you wanted to talk about I the know. most. Um, I have a feeling that by the time this podcast comes out, it might have already happened, so I'll pre-warn that. What do you think about the news with Instagram removing likes? We'll be able to see them, though, right? Personally. So basically, the user side, you'll be able to see it. But outward-facing, they won't. I don't know. I don't know how much that means. I mean... Does it me, scare you? It doesn't. It probably does, because you can always go and and point to people who are like, Hey, this guy only has 50,000 Instagram followers, but you could be, well, look at his interactions. Like I get three. I know that you take pride in this. I, I like what people don't understand. And I've actually like taught people this is like, oh, well, I have 100,000 followers. I'm like, that doesn't mean shit. You get 12 likes on your post. It doesn't mean shit. And that's the thing is that and I, I would tell people, I was like, well, like I've helped rank with his and he started off with this very small and intimate like engaging following and some people they'll have a hundred thousand followers they'll have like a rough you know 0.5 to two percent engagement which right. some people in in the social community overall if you have a big following two percent is kind of good yeah i'll say kind of um but the thing is is when you were building it like i think when you were at maybe when i left you were probably what 15 20 like yeah. you were almost there Easy. and you still had like a like a reigning 30 percent yeah. Like you were like blazing still, which is, you know, 15, 15 to 30 percent, especially on some of your posts. That's insane. Yeah. And you should take pride in that. No. And it is something to point to. And I know that other people who probably don't like me or whatever, or like use me as like, why is this guy? It is kind of like a victory lap. And now that I've passed some people and total likes that you can kind of write it off like, well, he has more followers, of course. But it's like, I remember... Because there are other people in the fantasy community who you're like, I want to kind of either get to their level or get past them. But you always look at their likes and you kind of see like, okay, this, these people, like somebody who at the time had 20,000 followers but had 300 to 200 likes consistently, you're like, well, I'm beating that. I've got less people. And I see people who have more followers than me. And their likes aren't what mine are. So I kind of like having that little victory yeah. lap. But as long as as long as I can personally know that what I'm doing is reaching people. And I think that the people who would reach out to me, like Travis Matthew or New Year or Stone or anybody like that, they're going to be like, well, we can tell already that this is content that we like. And that he's interacting. You'll be able to see the comments yeah. and see all that stuff. So it's it's good and it's bad. And it's good, you know. Because if there's somebody who's who's not doing well and you're like, ah, oh, I like pointing that out. And then you get mad if somebody's like, why does that post getting all these? Things? I don't know. It's, it's probably dumb things to be concerned about. And maybe we should. It probably is going to be good about focus on your own stuff and make sure that your content is the best and you're doing the best that you can do. And as long as I can see it internally 
and go through and see that people are engaging and enjoying it, then that's really what should matter. But that's the, I mean, and that's the point that they're trying to rein in. Right. You know? Which is cool. And I, I, I don't think that some brand or whatever, like if Adidas ever wanted to be like, hey, Rank wears a lot of Adidas. Let's go look at, like, they'll be able to look for my stuff and be like, well, you can kind of tell. Do you ever, like, fish? I know some people are like, sponsor me, blank. Like, sponsor me, modern times. Like, do you ever try to, like, at them to, to fish? No. But if I'm wearing, like, cool Adidas kicks, I'll wear them. Of course. Show that off. Tag them, show it off. I've always tried to do it with some golf stuff. I mean, but if you're using it, if it's something that you use and like, you should tag, like, that's just good social media. Like, I have these cool, like, there's a photo, Evolution of Style sent me this sick bomber jacket. Is it the white? The white, the white, the white bear's bomber jacket. I saw that immediately. I was like, rank. I can't, I mean, I think I DM'd you because I was like. This thing is sick. And when I took a photo and throwback Thursday, I will post another photo of me wearing that jacket. I've worn it on shows and stuff. But I'll tag them, but I'm also wearing some cool white Adidas. I'll tag them, I'm wearing your your gear. I'll tag New Era, because I'm wearing a New Era cap in the photo. Like, that's just the smart thing to do. And I'm not fishing, but if Adidas is like, oh, this guy's kind of an influencer, I'll Mm -hmm. send you something. Although I get a lot of Nike stuff too. Yeah. So I gotta be careful. Do you consider yourself an influencer? That's a, that's a weird question because it's not necessarily my intention, but I notice like a lot of, especially like comics or other people in the football space who hate influencers and think it's a joke. And I would say that I do because of how much time I put into it. Like, oh, don't be mad because you're not doing it and you didn't have, like, I didn't... Sp- I would have spent money, but I took advantage of the resources that I had to go put out the best possible products that I could. So if people consider me an influencer and you want to make jokes, the only people who make jokes about that stuff are the jealous people. Yeah. Like, you're jealous. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to... Technically, you do influence people's decision on what who they play. Yeah, and I want to be... I, would, I, I think that an influencer is also not a hustler in a grifting kind of way, somebody who's hustling and working hard and realizing that like our job is growing there were a lot of different ways or people would have pr companies or anything like that it's like well now you can bring that in a lot smaller i think that number one you don't need a big corporation behind you but you should have a small team of people that you're trusting and who are on your side who will help you through this like i honestly wouldn't like i wouldn't have done all this if it wasn't for you like that's point that's spot on like but Everybody should yeah. investigate that. Like, if you really want to go out and be successful in whatever field it is, and I think it goes for everybody in every field, like, you should be relying on somebody who has the knowledge of it. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't start a beer company without having a brewer. You're yeah. like, hey, I enjoy alcohol, so I'm going to open this. Well, if you don't have the right people around you who can help get you to that point, then what are you even doing? Very good point. Do you ever have conversations? So, I mean, a lot of, some of your co-workers are also, I'll say quote-unquote influencers. Right? Yeah, of course. Do you ever have conversations about those types of things with? The All the time. And there are certain people who. What are those oh, conversations like? What? Why aren't you better at what you're doing? Is you asking them that? Yes. Or? <laughs> there is a guy, he doesn't even work for our company. But he's a younger, he's a younger person. 
And I'm like, I know a lot of people take social media as a joke, but don't. Like, especially at your age, and as you're starting out, like, you need to go in and really approach it like it's a business. And it is part of your brand and identity, and big things can come of it. Because I'm also a huge wrestling fan. So there is a WWE wrestler who used a YouTube channel to eventually get to a point where he was the United States champion, Zack Ryder. He built up this huge following on YouTube. The WWE had to recognize it. There's a couple of guys from Hesperia, California, or live in Hesperia, California. They're from Rancho Cucamonga, the Young Bucks. They were doing video logs of their trips to Japan because they're pro wrestlers who were traveling to Japan so much, they were poor. Now that video log has launched a rival company to the WWE financed by Tony and Shad Khan who own the Jacksonville Jaguars and Wembley Stadium. So they're not going away. Yeah. That started through their social media. This is a huge opportunity. This is, Yeah. I don't even remember what the last big thing is, but you need to get on, and it still seems like it's a little bit in, in its infancy, too. I don't think that it's fully taken hold, but it's really making a huge impact with a lot of people, and you need to start taking it seriously. I'm going to ask this, and I hope that you're honest. I have an idea what the answer is. Have you made any money off of your social media? I would say yes, and I'll tell you why. Now, you could put a price on, hey, here's a hat. Hey, well, and also here is a here is a post, but and I'm thinking here is a post, right? Or you say I'm gonna say here here is a thousand dollars, and you say all right, here's this post. I Nobody's mean, ever I, done that. Yeah. Nobody's ever given me money. Hey, will you post this for X amount of dollars? Usually it's like, hey, here's a product that we know you enjoy, and I I wear it. But the real question is now, obviously, as somebody who works in the fantasy football industry, if there are other companies that need somebody who want to get into fantasy football. Or let's take, for instance, I do a show on KLOS, 95.5, California, Southern California. I've been drinking, so now I'm going to get the call. <laughs> as long as I get the call letters correct. Brewery, so. 95.5, KLOS. Part of the reason I got that job or why they wanted me, number one, they enjoy what I do on television. But number two, they're like, your social media following is insane. We need that over here. Other media companies who might want me for fantasy football look at the work that I do on social media and they say, we want you to do that over here for us. So I become a valuable commodity. So I can either go to the NFL and be like, hey, you guys want to keep me around or... Because it is a common misconception that, you know, influencers, I mean, I'm also very fascinated by the influencers that have quit their job and only do oh. social influence. I would love to do that. I mean, of course, anybody anybody would. I'm fascinated by it, truly. But I think I know this more because I preach this to people, and I'm happy that you can say it in your own ways because it's come to fruition for you, is that people are noticing it, and it is part of your identity, and it's helped open doors Yes. for you I, in, a, in a way that is now becoming financially... It's like, oh, yeah, he's very smart, but he has this other component to him that... Right. Nobody else has, yet, like, that's attractive. No, and it's true. And, it, you know, the NFL did not set out to put me over in any sense of the, the thing. They 
I would. I don't believe that if you looked at a depth chart or roster, they would consider me the number one fantasy person. But I would feel that other people outside of our building would look at my social media following and be like, well, that's the most engaging person. That's the guy who's the most over. And we would rather have him. Well, and also, too, I'll say that sometimes when you're in, like, the corporate environment, I mean, we both worked at the NFL. I mean, I did. You still do. And I often talk because I talk to a lot of people that are also at corporate, these really corporate America companies. And like, oh, well, it's this this event or this product. I have no idea what you're talking about. And sometimes I have to tell them, like, you have an an inside voice and you have an outside voice. Right? Your inside voice is you know what you were just saying right everybody on the inside may know that either this person number one or this event is big but the thing is is the outside audience that's what you need to care about right you know sure but you know if all your ducks aren't in order and the inside audience the outside like the outside's going to be a shit show you're not going to know what's going on you have to worry about the outside voices like the outside people right, right? because the outside are really the ones that are looking in yeah, no, and, it, and it's true. And it, and it is really important because I think a lot of people, especially like being in TV or anything, how long have those people been in that industry and how old are they? And how they, they probably have an in, like a Facebook page that they use to check in on their grandchildren. They don't care about how many Instagram followers you have or how many likes you have or how many saves you have or your analytics or anything like that. But to the people who are now emerging and all the other markets that are now emerging, that's what they're looking for. They're like, well, we don't care that this person's doing this, but like, how do they interact on social media? Yeah. Like, are they, a, are they a thing? And I think it, I think that's an important part. And I, yeah. you know, and if you, if you're in this industry or doing anything, like anything, especially entertainment wise, and you're like, ah, it's charming to me not to be on Instagram. I don't care about Instagram. And you think that that's a charming position to take? Like, that's fine. Like, maybe it is. But I'm like, that's a, not a great position to take for me personally. It's kind of like if you're an NFL coach and you're like, oh, we don't throw the football. We only run. Like, we only I, watch other teams like, oh, my God. Like, we're not going to run the ball. We're going we're gonna to put a fullback there. We're going to line up in the eye. We're just going to run it. And that's what it's basically like if you're not involving yourself in social media. God, I'm really loud in here. Um, all right, Rank, I'm going to wrap these things up. That took an extra an octave right there. I was really <laughs> driving home a point, and I feel the crowd was behind me. That's how I, I feel. I know, but they're not. The crowd was so engaged in what I was saying. Don't, um, don't blow this for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this. It's the last thing I'll ask, I promise. Because um, I found that a lot of things that are found, like I've learned so many things through my failures. I've learned so many things through other people's failures. Like... Is there a time where you can like recount like, oh, I either counted this as a failure or yeah, maybe this didn't work, but I learned so much from it. All the time. There's things that I do. I will always complain to people, be like, well, this photo's bombing, that tweet's bombing. And it's easy. I hope you don't consume yourself with that. It's easy to archive it. It's easy to delete it. No, you're like, okay, well that didn't work. So be it, move on. Something else will, cause like sometimes things that I don't think are funny, will hit like such a note with people. You're like, I don't understand people sometimes. Why is this funny? Like there'll be something where I think is flipping clever. Yes, this is good. And you're like, no, they don't care or whatever. Like something that I think is really cool. And sometimes I'll be like, well, it was, it was cool to me. So I'm keeping it up there, but it's always learning. It is, it's, it's a lot like 
I know I will. I, I use this as a as a crutch, probably, but it's a lot like doing stand up, and you get immediate feedback. If you're doing stand-up, you get immediate feedback if something's funny or not. They laugh or they don't. There's no... And that's the same with social. And you keep getting to try it over and over again. This might be the wrong audience. Okay, we'll go. Like, maybe this is an open mic with a bunch of comics. You try it out enough times, you'll you'll understand. It's funny or it's not. And you get that with social media. The instant gratification of, like, people find this amusing, people enjoy this, or they don't. And if you're not learning from it, then that's also an issue. Yeah. Brank, thank you so much. It's always always good to see you. Pleasure was all mine. And uh, I thank you for coming all the way down to Rip Beer Company. Thank you, Rip, for having us. I really appreciate it. And acknowledging that I'm wearing this Travis Matthew gear. (laughs) I have my knockaround sunglasses here to keep my eyes Any any more uh, shout-outs you want to give out? (laughs) No. I I think you've hit them all. Did I mention New Era? (laughs) I mentioned them in Stone... Stone Brewing. So for all those that... um, So if you're in Orange County, you come to Rip Beer Company. If you're in San Diego, you can go to Stone. You're allowed to do that. So for those that don't know, um, you can find Adam Rank on Twitter. At Adam Rank, or do you have Adam Rank? And then on Instagram, at Adam Rank NFL. And he also has his own podcast, too. That kid's squatting on the Adam Rank Instagram handle. I've offered him 100 bucks. He's probably smart, because if he waits long enough, I'll eventually have... You'll eventually, Kate. Give him real money. (laughs) And also you can find his podcast, too, the uh, Adam Rank podcast. Where he Adam Rank is. podcast right now. The NFL wants to bring it in in-house. but Stop pretty, giving all the goodies away. It is pretty good. If you're a fantasy person or if you're like, I need advice like this week, this is a do or die week, can you I, know, or, or even whatnot. Can just I tell you something? Our boss, she came out and she says, I love that your podcast is so direct and to the point. Like, I'm a house of fire. I'm a tangent person. Where I do that Thursday podcast... I, yeah. I, I get sort of like loose, like I'll do a, a small sentence or two where it takes me off course, but I get back. You must have reined it in from last year because last year. You, you... Best, worst sleepers and going through and all the yeah. knowledge because yeah, I understand what the audience wants. Yeah. They want to know who to start. They don't give an <laughs> S about what I thought of the Mandalorian. So that's a different podcast. I they can do. tune in. Yeah. All right. Look, we can talk about that over a beer. I think, yeah, I think I'll, I'll press stop and we can talk more about that. Let's do it. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social Media Unlocked. Please take a moment to review this podcast in the iTunes store. If you want to learn more about me and my social media experience, go to www.heather.pink or find me on Instagram at heatherpink27. And if you're looking for help in creating a social media department or building a social media brand, my consulting agency Pink Deer is here to help. Visit www.pinkdeerllc.com for more info.